Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets, presented by PrizeFix here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through April 1st, Thursday, NHL action. DJ, it's April Fool's Day. What if I told you that the Sabres on Wednesday night took a three-goal lead into the third period against the Philadelphia Flyers? Like, What do you think happened, buddy? I think they won their first game in 18, <laughs> 18 straight losses. Feels so good. Feels so good. What an unbelievable, unbelievable turn of events. The uh, the Sabres winning a game. We'll um, you know, so take that. Watching. Chris Meany, the haters out there. The Sabres are back and they're coming for, you know, dead last still. But yeah, I, I mean, the, just... the cup is a little out of reach. Um, <laughs> but, you know. You don't lose 18 games for nothing. And I, I think as we'll get to, um, you know, it's amazing to think that Linus Olmark, the season starter, has a 6-5-3 and three record, and they are <laughs> so far in the basement that it is laughable. But, yeah, oh, we don't want to get mad. Today is a day of joy and celebration. Absolutely. We, we enter spring. Things are coming to life again, like the Sabres offense. So, with all yeah. that being said, are you ready to get to better teams and better places? Yeah, no, we do have nine games here on Thursday, so we'll get to those. Uh, before we do, though, I do want to talk to you about PrizeFix, uh, the RD title sponsor of this show. So be sure you head on over to prizefix.com and sign up using promo code MMN, as in Mayo Media Network. Um, over there, you can make uh, cross-sport entries. So you pick player fantasy over-unders, you, you know, over their fantasy score or under their fantasy score. You can do that for hockey, of course, that's what we talk about. But you can also do it for baseball, for basketball, uh, for a number of other sports, Rocket League. Um, so you can, you know, you can put in a lot of different entries, have a lot of different, you know, have a lot of fun. Um, so in hockey, it's pretty simple. You get three points for a goal. You get two points for an assist and you get a half point for a block shot and a shot on goal. Um, you know, you'll see listed next to a player, their fantasy score. Uh, if they hit over that or under that, you know, whichever one you pick, you win. So be sure to head on over to prizepicks.com um, and use promo code MMN and maybe use it, you know, for MLB opening day because it's opening day in baseball. So have some fun over there. But DJ, again, we're here to talk about hockey. So we've got nine games on the docket. Let's keep it going. Uh, Pittsburgh at Boston is the first game we are going to cover here. This game to me, you know, Boston minus 130, having just welcomed back Brad Marchand. Uh, Pittsburgh potentially dealing with, you know, the loss of their goalie, Tristan Jari, uh, due to injury. Kind of feels to me like this is a Bruins money line game. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think the Bruins are actually getting even more back. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I had a tweet about that, that they actually should be returning to basically full health. Um, yeah, they are getting potentially the brusque back. Corrali. Right? Yeah. Corrali um, skated the brusque. Okay. Did not. So I think Corrali could be back. Not that that's the biggest lift in the world, but as they're getting healthier, um, you know, even more to like about the Bruins here. I think that they're definitely the side I want to go on. And the, and the five and a half, I just, I think it's a little bit low. Um, I like this game over. I think that Boston one is my favorite stack of the night over on DraftKings. Um, I will have it, even though it's super expensive, but they're just a great, great unit. And I think they should, you know, control whoever they go against um, in Pittsburgh. So I'm very in on Boston and the over. Uh, Matt, is there anything else you like here in this game? Yeah, you know, I, I'm just thinking about some of these like player props and Pittsburgh and Boston actually do have kind of unique like 
uh, one-off type opportunities, which are, you know, to me, perfect for goal scoring odds. And you look at their top power plays for both these teams. You have Jared McCann filling in for uh, Evgeny Malkin performing admirably well in that spot. Um, So I like his anytime goal odds, you know, top power play guy. And also for Boston, Nick Ritchie, you know, they, they got Marchand back, but Ritchie's still going to be on that second line, still going to be on that top power play. Um, And and I think he's just a, you know, pretty good goal scorer. So especially if you like the over here, um, I'm shading toward the Bruins, but you can get those odds right around plus 300 uh, for both of those guys. And I just think that both those, you know, are pretty good chances to take. And there's also a chance that both it, you know, if you do put single wagers on both. So uh, anyone else in this game that you were thinking of? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Bergeron last game, he had the eight shot on goal game. And th- that might be an outlier. I'm not sure if that's going to happen more often than a couple times a year. But if it's two and a half, I think you take that. Um, I think that his, you know, in, in the past few games here, at least if we go through the past five, he's been one of the better rate shooters in the league, actually. Getting 20 minutes against Pittsburgh, who do they, they allow shots? I mean, it, it should, I think, at least hit the three, uh, if not more. Um, Pasternak is the main guy here that, that shoots, but I think they're distributing the wealth okay with all three of these guys on the ice together. They just should control the, the play, control the possession, and have a lot of opportunity for all of them to hit their overs. Um, but with that being said, that's kind of my favorite props. Maybe considering a Bergeron double point game. Other than that, I think he's my favorite center on the entire slate. We could move over to the next game unless we have anything else to add. No, I I agree with you. I think Bergeron uh, should offer a lot of value here. I think, you know, we want to get him when he's in one of his hot swings because we know historically he's a great rate shooter as well. You know, it's not just posture knock here. So um, I like to see that eight shot game uh, and I like to think that he keeps that going here. So we can head on over to the Rangers heading into Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo playing on a back-to-back, but both those games are at home. Uh, yeah, the Rangers come in at minus 210 here. You know, the, the Buffalo Sabres are red hot right now, you know, like red hot. Um, there, there's not many better teams. There has not been a team better in the month of April than the Buffalo Sabres. No, undefeated on March 31st. They're actually, their last regulation win in March was March 31st, 2018. So they almost made it a full three years without winning a regulation game in March. They had to ruin it. Classic Sabres ruining the bit that I had prepared. Um, they also did not quite get to the Canadian drinking age as far as the amount of losses, but they could drink in Quebec with 18. So good for them. Um, well, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, personally, I, as I've mentioned, and if you look at me right now, I'm wearing my Ryan Miller, uh, you know, throwback Royal Jersey that they wore like, back i don't remember when it doesn't matter they were like with the slug jersey originally and it was the best jersey they had um i don't bet on the lines like i don't take the sabers and i don't take the other team and i probably should have taken the other team a lot more but not the way i operate i just don't want to do that and double down on the pain um so yeah i think more than anything it's the over unless if Olmark's in that then i think i might shade the under like i think he makes that much of a difference um, they don't have another goalie to start that is even remotely NHL quality. So like I mentioned kind of before, um, you know, Omar, well, Hutton's out. Hutton should not play no matter what. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, yeah. like before the year started, I was like, the Sabres have above 905 goaltending behind Olmark. They have a chance. Their goaltending behind Olmark has been well below 900. And um, if Olmark's in net, you know, he is a, about about nine twenty three percentage goalie. If Tukarski's in net, uh, if anyone else is, I mean, they're gonna give up goals. 
uh, Michael Hoser, I think, is the other guy that's in at least in the realm of yeah, starting. No, it's, like, it's bad. You can the over. You just jam it. Like the Rangers are going to score four goals. The Sabres are going to score two or three, and you move on with your life. It, it really makes that much of a difference in my eyes. Yeah, and unfortunately, we might not get that confirmation early just because it's a back-to-back. So maybe it's one where you know you want to check in around six six thirty, see if we get the coach saying anything before seven o'clock puck drop. Um, but as far as you know, the the odds go. Obviously, this is a spot where we're not expecting the Sabres to win. You know, it, it definitely has felt like lightning in a bottle, putting up sticks against the Flyers. But, you know, we all know that the Flyers have their own host of problems, and the Rangers are certainly well aware of that Wait, by themselves. Their own ghost of problems. Am I right? The Flyers? Their own ghost of problems? Hmm. <sighs> Yeah, one of the more interesting, you know, league-wide stories was him going unclaimed through waivers, especially when a team like you know Florida uh, lost yeah, Ekblad know, for right? the year. Um, but you know, and whatever. Lost it. I, honestly, there's so many teams that I was like, if they could just well, get a little bit yeah, of cap room, I don't know, but like yeah, cap room, <laughs> yeah, Boston yeah. didn't have it. But anyway, so yeah, anyway, <laughs> we were talking about the Rangers here, so. Um, I think there's a lot to like on the Rangers side. Obviously, it's not that surprising. Um, but I think I'm building around Artemi Panarin over Mika Zibanejad. Um, as far as the shot props go, I don't think I'm touching them on Panarin just because he's been so gifted as a playmaker lately. Yeah. And it's actually been Ryan Strome as a sneaky shooter. Uh, he's got 29 shots over his last 10. Uh, it hasn't been great the last few games shots wise, but you know, when you're playing with a guy of Panarin's caliber and you're playing on that top power play, like Strome is, um, I just, I don't really see a way I can pass that up. I'm looking at his to score goal odds here. Plus yeah. 255. Colin Blackwell is plus 240. Colin Blackwell. Like, I get it. He was okay. But now it's like, why? You know, like, just just take that Strom value, I think. Uh, even a guy like Lafreniere, like, he's just not been doing it. And Strom, you know, uh, I, I don't remember the last time I've said Ryan, anything good about Ryan Strom. But he's putting up. He's putting up good numbers. Uh, so I think I'm willing to ride it just because of how good Panarin's been and how you know how good their power play is. Adam Fox. So like, what are your what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I think the the best angle maybe to take is if you can get the Ryan Strom to get a point and it's plus in, in any capacity. Like we don't have it right now, unfortunately. And and FanDuel is probably going to be the, the the site that's going to actually have it. If it's like 0. 0.5 plus one you know, 120 or something. And this is a guy that has 33 points in 35 games um, playing with Panarin and, and uh, Capo. So like his to score, I think is fair, but I wouldn't put that in a big parlay just because those other two guys are probably like also more often than score. not. Yeah. They also definitely, yeah. And, and then you're just sitting there like Ryan Strom shoots and, and it gets tipped or, you know, rebound or whatever. And you're just mm-hmm. like, you know, punching a hole in the wall. So I, I I'm probably not going to take that myself. Um, I think, Really, the the best bet in this game might actually end up being Reinhardt's shot prop, in my opinion, uh, just because he's getting so much run, and I think the Rangers should give up enough shots against. Um, he finally played center. Yeah, I know. I, they haven't done that since like twenty fourteen, and um, they they but, won six to one. So I don't know. Very, I'm not I, the coach. I, 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 yeah, you're not the coach. I think Reinhardt's in a premium spot here, though. That at least hit three shots. Like that is. Probably going to be a, a very easy bet for me to make. Um, it's probably the best prop here, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, 
I think that about covers it. I love Strom for DFS too. Like that's sort of where I'm looking. Strom, Panarin, Kako. Like Kako is just so cheap. It makes it work well. And then Strom is honestly underpriced for how he's been performing as of late. And Panarin, you know, he's one of the top end guys on the slate, but he's also been playing like it. And given the matchup and everything, I'm all in on that side, um, you know, regardless if Olmark starts, honestly. So I will go uh, bring us over to Washington at the Islanders. Uh, the Islanders at home, minus 125 here. Uh, Washington, plus 108. Uh, they were actually one of my favorite, you know, favorite money lines on Tuesday. Started out hot. Did not end it. Nope. <laughs> it did not end it well. Uh, the Rangers came back, you know, stormed back uh, for the second time. This time they actually pulled off the win. So I don't know how I'm feeling about the odds here. Um, uh, there were some some player angles I like to look at, but anything on like the, the over-under here at six or uh, the money lines here that you wanted to mention? Uh, I mean, I, I want to side with the Capitals again. I, I think that, you know, they're, they're 23, 8, and 4. I mean, I think they're, they are good. Like, it's not like they, they should lose this game, but the Islanders are also – it's two good match, two good teams and nearly a pick them. I, I I think I just slightly want the Capitals, but I'm I'm not going to put money on it. Honestly, I think it's such a toss up. I'm more interested in the under. I think that uh, you know the ability of the Islanders to shut down the top line in Washington, and once you get past that top line, you know you're really just hoping and fighting and clawing for Washington. You have two, three, and four to find something. And do they have it in them? Maybe, but. I, I like the under here. I think under six is, is very fair. So I'd rather take that angle on it. Um, and, you know, the shot props are the shot props. I, I'm not sure if there's any that are really going to be, like I'm going to be way high on. I'd rather, honestly, just bet on Kuznetsov to score at 325, playing with Ovian on the first power play, just because that's where all the offense is going to go. And at plus 325, I mean, that is, that is just not fair for a guy that has been shooting a, a fair amount, you know, four shots, two shots, four shots, three shots on goal in the past four. He should just have better, um, you know, get a little bit more respect than that um, in my, in my eyes. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention one thing about the, the, the capital side of this. Um, the Islanders very obviously try to take away Ovi on the power play. And I don't know if this is related to that. You know, I don't have the ability to go back and like actually check like every game log or whatever but in three games first the islanders john carlson has two goals three assists 10 shots and six blocks he's having 20 DraftKings points in three mat three matches first the islanders i that's just a little eye-opening to me i did not see that coming but there's also a very you know you, you saw it in the bubble last year where trots was basically just gluing a guy to ov's hip on the power play and making them play four on three otherwise so maybe there's something like that uh, going on that could explain John Carlson's, you know, uh, frankly, dominance versus team. But as far as player props, I think that might be an angle I'm willing to ride. You know, if you can find a John Carlson shot prop, if you can find, you know, point props, uh, John Carlson might be slightly more involved than like his, you know, averages would indicate just due to them selling out to stop Ovi. Um, so that's really the one angle that I would take here. If you made me pick a side, I would side with the Capitals. Um, but I, I don't think that's one of my favorite bets of the night here. So uh, let's move from there to another sort of surprising result from Tuesday night. Uh, Columbus at Tampa. You know, Tuesday, Columbus took home the victory. Uh, Tampa lose, uh, lost three in a row now. 
Uh, minus 265 here, though. DJ, are you deterred? Uh, any thoughts on the Tampa money line or maybe even a puck line bet uh, with, you know, uh, a revenge-seeking Tampa team? I mean, I was so in on Tampa last time we recorded. I was like, Columbus is dead. We both were. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I didn't want to throw you under the bus here, but we both were like, yep, yeah, Columbus has died. Like, they're, they are no longer a team that cares and they come out and win the game. So, yeah, I want to get back on Tampa, at, but – I mean, they, well, first up, they burned a lot of people in DFS. I mean, I had a lot of Johnson point and they combined for a solid three DraftKings points really didn't quite get you where you wanted to go. Um, I don't see any reason why you couldn't go back to it. Um, there's potential that Columbus will be without Oliver Brookstrand, one of their most skilled players, one of their best shot takers. He's out with an illness that is non-COVID related, but we don't know if he's not going to play or not yet. He did not practice on Wednesday. So that does, you know, definitely hurt their upside. I think it, you know, leans me even closer to the under here, which I, I like a five and a half. I, you know, might not get there. Um, I'm not touching the money line. There's no sense putting money on Tampa, but I don't see them going back to back at home losses against Columbus. That seems pretty egregious to put money on. So yeah, slightly on the under kind of out on this game in, in general, more or less. Yeah, so something feels a little off with some of these Tampa forwards, you know, like Steven Stamkos only at 20 shots in his last 10 games. Um, Victor Hedman putting up a 10 shot on goal effort in that, in that loss on Tuesday. Like I, I've, I've been I get it. On goal prop. It's been, it's, <laughs> it's been great fun. Yeah, no, it's been good. And you know, even before that Hedman did have some pretty strong shot numbers, especially shot attempt numbers. Um, but I just can't imagine it's optimal to have, you know, a guy like Edmund firing from the point uh, all the time. So, you know, I do kind of feel like the under here does make sense. Even if Tampa wins, obviously it could be another, you know, three to one type game. Uh, I do, you know, I don't hate that at all. I was off this game for DFS pretty much entirely on Tuesday. And frankly, I'll probably just be the same again. Um, but, you know, it, on the Columbus side, if Bjorkstrand does play, you could talk me into one of his player props. But given the uncertainty there, I actually do think Cam Atkinson will offer some positive value just as far as you know uh, player prop goes. He only had two shots last game, um, but he did play 20 minutes, especially if Columbus is trailing. You know, you would expect them to push the tempo more offensively. Um, so I do think that we'll probably see you know a plus 115-ish line on shots for Cam Atkinson. And that sounds like a pretty good bet to me, despite the relatively difficult matchup. So uh, let's go from there over to Detroit at Florida. Um, yeah, Detroit got just dragged on Tuesday. Um, I will wear that L proudly. Um, you know, the Columbus-Detroit series, we thought we learned something. But in this season, you know, 2021, there's absolutely nothing to learn. It just, it's just got to react on the fly. Uh, so we did the best we could. Didn't work out for us. I'm not going back to it. DJ, what about you here? Uh, plus 205 on Detroit. No Barkov, no Hornfist, no Ekblad. Like, you know, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, not not betting on the money lines is what we're doing here. It <laughs> seems pretty easy. Um, I, like I said last show, I will not put any of my hard-earned money on Detroit. That's just is a recipe for pain. Um, won't do it again here. I think that I see why people might do it. You know, Florida's banged up, but they're finding a way to get through and I'm just not doing it. No, thank you. So 
Um, I think it's just not worth the bet to put money on Florida either, though. Like the the variance in this with those guys out is not being replicated by Vegas. They're just like, well, Florida's really good and Detroit's bad, so whatever. Here's your money line, and no, thank you. Um, I you know slightly lead towards the under, but not very strongly. It, it's probably not worth the bet just because Detroit's goaltending is really bad. It was a four to one last game, so the under did hit. I, I like it. I think it's it's fair, especially if Barkov and you know obviously Ekblad is going to be out. Um, but I'm just not strong enough on it on either side to say like with any certainty that it couldn't happen. Um, I would rather just kind of take pieces of this in DFS like Carter Verhage, etc., and ignore this for props pretty much entirely. Um, even a guy like Huberdo that's seeing 24 minutes just doesn't shoot enough for me to feel strong on that prop. Um, I'm wondering what props we're going to get. I feel like I'm worried on DraftKings. We're still going to have Barkov just on there because they <laughs> are way too lazy to change it. And so, technically he's not ruled out. But... He's not ruled out. He might play. Yeah, he definitely might play. Yeah. Um, but like they have Barkov Hornquist like every time and I bet it's the same again. So it's just going to be a very right. no non-starter for me. Um, you know, the guys that were shooting with all these injuries are for Hagee. Um, Vitrano saw the top power play unit. Um, we started with Tippett. It went to Vitrano. Um, I was hoping to get Vitrano at something better than plus 200 to score, but just kind of seems like another bet that's just like, really? Yeah, the guy was not going to see the minutes. I'm, I'm just not. He might score. Like, he's a good shooter, whatever. Not going to put the money on it. This game's, they pretty much tried the price. It's almost not a consideration for me. And there's really nothing yeah. I'm clinging to here. Look, if this Carter Verhage plus 140 to score line is reciprocated with a no bet on other sites, um, I know DraftKings specifically doesn't do it, I might be tempted at like minus 200 to pull that trigger because like, I get it. He's he's good. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll whatever. Yeah, but the I just, in I mean, at like 658 and you're true. <laughs> but like he's playing, tears. he's playing with Nola Chari. Like, you know, like what are we like? Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see it so much. Like I know we, I know like five goals yeah, in three games, kind of like, know. you know, you're really, you're really trying to, but you know, this just seems over. Part. Yeah. It seems really overreactionary to me just to price him at plus one forty to score a goal. That that's all I'll say about it. So yeah, I think um, if you're last thing I was just going to say, if you're, if you're stacking in DFS, I, if they do 11 and seven again, don't get cute with this. Just like play Hubert over Hagee and Yandel and move on because those guys are seeing all the minutes. And it's, you know, the lines aren't going to say that the lines are going to like the, the, the actual lines you're going to see on like daily, uh, daily face off, et cetera, are probably going to talk you out of something like that, but it's not working that way. Like they're putting their best players out there to win the game. So if this game, if you'd like it all to be tight, just put for put Huberdo, um, and maybe Wenberg as like a three man unit, all guys are going to do over 20 minutes, power play one. Um, and I think Yandel actually might have a little bit more equity than his price indicates. He did see 19 minutes with a ton of power play time. But if this game's at all close, you know, if you want to get really contrarian and, and put like, you know, Larkin on the other side or something, I, I, I couldn't talk you out of it just because, you know, both teams are pretty porous right now and panged right. up and not good. All right. Yeah. Um, a lot to keep an eye on there for sure, leading up until game time. So uh, we do have, let's see, one more seven o'clock game on the docket, and that is Montreal at Ottawa. Uh, Montreal, fresh off of, uh, you know, uh, a dominant win versus Edmonton. Um, you know, I, I, I got a, I got a tweet. Um, Edmonton gave up a goal pretty much immediately, and it was like, 
you know, great start to that bet of uh, Edmonton to go down early and then win. And they just didn't do the second part. You know, they, stopped, they, they, yeah. for, they forgot to do the, the comeback part. They just, they did. I think they, they went home. Actually, it was like the, the go up or the go down and go home bet. Uh, that yeah. actually would have hit. So uh, here we're getting, you know, Montreal in Ottawa minus two ten. Um, you know, plus one seventy five on the Ottawa side of things kind of interests me. You know, it, it's one of those things where I just don't feel like Montreal is that threatening of an offense. But you know, Ottawa and goal is also pretty threatening. <laughs> um, you know, just they're probably going to roll out uh, what Gustafsson or jeez yeah. uh, Anton Forsberg like. Obviously not a great time to be an Ottawa goalie. Um, no. Admittedly, both those guys in very, very, very small samples have been kind of good. So uh, if I'm going money line, I'm siding Ottawa, but I, I might just side to a puck line or something. Um, over under six. I don't know. How do you feel about this game? I, I, I just get a bad sense from it. Like almost the same deal that happened on Tuesday where Montreal got two bottom six goals right away. And then really just sort of iced the game away. They, they got a couple of you know, Gallagher late, but it just doesn't really strike my fancy, I don't think. I mean, I, I'm not going to bet it, the over-under on this game, because I think six is like the perfect number. And you're really talking about a bounce. I, I think that Montreal could, you know, potentially put up six on their own. I, I really like them a lot in this game um, to get the win. You know, in the last game, it, it, it was kind of uh, – who's anyone that wants to, to dominate Edmonton was more than able to do it. Like every player did great, but the top line about Montreal didn't get a goal. Um, I really like them to, you know, bounce back that Suzuki drew and Anderson unit. I'm kind of considering about the top line um, all correlated on the power play as well with uh, Weber, by the way, if you're, if you're stacking that up, um, I'm really in on that. So I think I like Ottawa to win. I mean, not Ottawa, Montreal to win. And I'm staying away from the over under because I could see Ottawa, you know, just not scoring at all and losing like four to nothing. That's kind of the way I'm looking at this game. So, yeah, I think I think uh, Montreal pretty pretty handily wins. Yeah. Game. So you know, if you like that, the puck line plus one twenty three probably in play. You know. Um, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> the good thing about this is you know we made reference to it on the Tuesday show, but once you get Montreal to overtime, they're basically an auto loss. So if you bet the puck line, you know that takes overtime out of the equation anyway. So you're not really sweating much if that game does go to overtime and you are getting some extra equity there. So um, that, that might be what I do. Honestly, I, I don't hate that idea. Just going puck line, taking some plus value and hoping for either an empty net goal, or like you say, just sort of a, you know, a complete dismantling as far as players go individually. Um, we're almost certainly not going to get player props on a guy like Philip Deneau, but I really do have some interest in him in DFS, which is, weird to hear coming out of come out of my mouth because you know that it's not something that, that normally happens uh but he's a guy who's playing on that top power play unit you know he's not with Tatar and Gallagher he's actually with Suzuki Anderson Juman and Shea Weber um and he's also killing penalties so while a guy like Brendan Gallagher you know just only gets 15 minutes a night his center is actually getting you know 18 19 20 minutes the no does um, because of his defensive responsibility when you add on the offensive role to that I could certainly see myself stacking up that top power play in DFS. Um, so I'll sort of make that as like my, my one takeaway here um, as far as like players are concerned, but I don't really have a lean for any player props or anything like that at this moment. Yeah. I mean, I think Tim, Tim's dude's to score is uh plus 400 and he's the first power play. So 
if you do like automatic okay. um yeah <clears throat> i like that very much involved other right. than that i think it's it's look at the shot props feel like if you i think and like anderson um gallagher etc if you like yep. any of those i think they're more than fair all right god i don't even want to talk about this game just how frustrating it was to watch on tuesday carolina Actually, at chicago we run it back we're, we're just running it back um right back. carolina minus 162 like i mean they only happens so much it's yeah it's pure acne <laughs> um so you know I, I don't really know how to dissect what went wrong you know, like you said, they got outplayed heavily. You know, the Chicago was down, I think, two to point seven in terms of expected goals on the game uh, at five on five, like not even including special teams. And, you know, they outscored Carolina because sometimes goalies just do that. Lincoln had heck of a game. You know, I'm not too worried about that. Over under here, though, of six, you know, if you even if you like the Colorado side of or not Colorado, Chicago side a bit. I think you can, you know, I think you can take the over six and feel pretty good about it. I don't see, you know, Carolina being held off the board again. Um, as far as favorite play in this game, Andre Svechnikov, he went down in price, even though he did score a goal um, on DraftKings. We like, don't talk about it much. <laughs> you know, and you're going to get a shot prop. Um, like, he just feels like a smash here. Um, he was actually much lower owned than I thought. Like Marty Natchez definitely did take up a lot of the, I guess, discussion around that team. And given their loss and given Trocek's, uh, you know, insertion back into the lineup, kind of feel like now you stack up Trocek, Svechnikov, and Jesper Faust, and, you know, you get going. So, and check, make sure that's the line still given their loss. But um, that that's sort of where I'm leaning on this one. Um, but any any counterpoints there? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I like Carolina again. I really like their money line here at minus one sixty two. It feels not correct. Every money line against Chicago doesn't feel correct when they play Tampa or Carolina. So that makes a lot of sense to me to just grab that on its own. It's probably gonna be right around with the Sveshnikov shot on goal prop is. I think they're both pretty fair to hit in the same capacity. So I could go either way. I slightly like the over. I don't think Chicago can find a couple goals here. Um maybe you know, two or three if they, and, and they only had like 21 shots on net last game. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if they'll go much over 20, you know, around 24, 25. Um, but Carolina is going to see probably again, I think a similar 30 shot on goal night. So I love the pace in this game. I love the matchup. I love how cheap Carolina seemed. I mean, cheap comparatively to what I think their expectation is, as you mentioned on DraftKings. Um, and then just, you know, especially off shot prop is probably the easiest, but you know, not for nothing, Dougie Hamilton has actually been uh, fifth in the league. You're tied. So he's tied with Matthews and McKinnon for IGRC per 60 in the past 10. Um, so I feel like if, you know, if you, if you want to get a little bit out there with a shot prop, um, that's the guy. It, it is tough, though, because defenders will shoot more and not get it on net at a similar interval, I guess. If you just think like they're shooting from further away more often, then obviously them getting to the net is tougher. So looking at Igorzi per 60 for defensemen doesn't always correlate like it does for forwards. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I don't have too much more to add on that. I That's tried to put much that right. really um, easy to understand verbiage, and I feel like I probably didn't do a great job. So, yeah. Did it, it make sense? You thought? It worked for me, but, you know, yeah. maybe. Basically, <laughs> basically, if you look at a defender and their Igorzi is really high, that doesn't mean that they're going to get the same amount of shots on goal as a forward. Easiest way to put it. 
but I still yes. like the problem, um, just fine. Yeah, you know, t- to me, that just don't that. be cute, Svechnikov all the way. But yeah, that's not as exciting. That's just what we do on the show. We bet Svechnikov over and, you know, um, they actually would have, he hit it last game. So good, good on you if you did that instead of betting on the Carolina side of things. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't have much on the Chicago side. You know, Kirby Doc um, didn't wind up centering Kane, like, but that was also just, they were defending a lead. So, I, you know, his ice time honestly probably shouldn't have been cut as much as it was given, you know, they're trying to mold him into a dynamic two-way player and all that. Um, but so but I, I think I'm still just, I'm playing Kirby Doc if I need a cheap center on DraftKings. He's still on that top power play. Um, he, he made value, you know, he hit 11 on DraftKings. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those places where, yeah, the minutes weren't there, but I think that was in part due to the, a kind of odd game script where just Carolina couldn't buy a goal. And I don't see that happening here. Um, so give me some Kirby doc as well. Uh, let's go to Nashville. Yeah. Nashville hosting yep. Dallas um, Nashville at home plus one Oh eight. I'm kind of feeling that, but this Dallas side, man, Rupe hints, um, you know, whatever's bothering him, he should just not get it fixed. Like, you know, I get surgery might make him feel better off the ice, but my God, on the ice, he's been so good. I just, I don't even know what to make of it. Um, so so what are your thoughts here on this matchup and maybe on, you know, Ruby Hints and his friends? Yeah, well, Hints is plus 285 to score and um, he is shooting like a madman. I mean, he is the focal point of shots other than Miro Heiskanen, who is just a tick above Dougie Hamilton in the last 10 in Nikorsi per 60. So um, I love that mini stack. I, you know, this game, the biggest concern is it is a five over under right now. So going crazy with this in DFS is going to be tough because, you know, I think that Vegas is, you know, there's a reason why uh, the house always wins and I don't like to go crazy on uh, five over unders as far as game stacking, et cetera. You never know what's going to happen though. Obviously that's why they play the game, but you know, Miro and hints as a two man is just really strong in my eyes. Um, I am going to take a hints shot on goal prop if I can find it. Um, I think, you know, you, you have DraftKings is just, they don't know what to do with Dallas and they never know what to pick. Uh, but if hints or um, Heiskanen are on there, I'm going to, I'm going to probably jam it in. Pavelski has been the bane, the bane of my existence. I just, I, the guy just yeah, refuses to hit when I, when I take him. He, well, he has, I don't think he's hit a shot on goal prop in like 10 games. No, it, it's weird because like, he's playing with, uh, Hints and Robertson right now, and those two guys are just going nuclear. Yeah, they're going nuclear, and Pavelski's just not doing much of anything. So, so I don't know. Yeah. It's weird because beginning of the year, no one else is doing anything, and it's just Joe Pavelski dragging them to you know some sort of offensive output. Now it's the complete opposite. So um, I'm not really sure what to make of that. I do agree. I think that's a great find on the Hints goal prop. Like that just yeah. seems mispriced plus two eighty five. Yeah. Um, Maybe a Jamie so, Ben under too. I think on uh, you know, uh, not getting a point is pretty strong here. Not in the first line anymore. Um, hey, was he okay. um, was he on the first power play? No, I gotta. Uh, no, oh, he wasn't. He definitely no, wasn't. It was the first no. line, and yeah, so he's not even on the first power play. So depending on where, but if, uh, I check a couple sites, but like some sites really like him a lot. If you can bet like him to not get a power play point, it's probably gonna be terrible odds, but throw that in a parlay because he's not in the first unit, but you never know to switch it back out. So let's throw it in the blender. Um, but just, just a note there that he was on the first power play last game. He has been for a while. Yeah, now, no, so um, the odds are definitely like favoring him. Like he's plus two fifty five to score. Like that's 
not as big. It's better than hints. I'm like hints is way more likely to score in my eyes. So yeah, you know, this game is at a five over under. And you know, to some extent, I get it. Like these teams don't have a ton of pace, but I'm also seeing a lot of, you know, offensive talent here and not a ton of strong defensive play as of late. Um, so I could probably be talked into betting the over here. Like it's just the modern day NHL. Like <laughs> um, five goals is just—I mean—that's just so low, and this yeah. doesn't feel like one of the worst possible matchups, just given the way these teams are playing at the moment. Um, so that might be my favorite bet. But if I needed to go like longer shots, uh, you already mentioned hints, and then on the Nashville side, Ilya Tolvanen—you know—he's just—he um, hasn't even been putting up the shots lately, which is sort of yeah, weird and whatever say. else, but. He's been putting up the points, and Tolvanen probably is one of the best shooters in the national system. Uh, Forsberg out week to week now, so you know it's going to be the Tolvanen show. He's going to be top line. He's going to be featured on the power play. Um, so I really like anything to do with him, uh, even at pretty lofty, you know, to score odds of plus two twenty five. Like he's just a really, really, really good player. I think. Um, so anything else here before we get to the last game of the night? No, I think it's time for Minnesota Vegas. So obviously a lot of these games are repeats from Tuesday. We got a couple different ones, but Minnesota Vegas back to back for both of them. They didn't play each other, but they're on a back to back. Vegas is the favorite at home. I don't think that's much of a surprise. Um, Minnesota has been kind of the clear three in that division. Um, but what do you think here on this night? You know, both teams on a back to back. Uh, Minnesota getting a, a little bit of reinforcements lately with you know, Johansson and everything. The lines of you know, Fiala has kind of come back to life. But do you like Vegas um, here at home? Yeah, you know, we, we don't have perfect clarity on what happened on Wednesday night. But as of right now, both these teams are losing to inferior teams in the Kings and the Sharks for Vegas and Minnesota, respectively. So um, we'll see what changes here in terms of player personnel and all that. Um, but just at first glance, I really think that this Minnesota side might be underpriced at plus 148. Um, I, I just, I don't know if I trust the Knights just yet. Like we saw the, we saw that Colorado just put up such a big number on both these teams, honestly. Um, but especially those you know, most recent, it was Vegas where it just felt like, you know, obviously Minnesota didn't belong in the same ice, but Vegas didn't look much better versus Colorado. And, you know, Vegas is working through some things. Um, I, I just, I kind of feel like minus 175 is far too long on this team, despite being at home. And, you know, just a sludgy road type uh, matchup for both these teams. I could be talked into it despite the travel for Minnesota here. So I'm siding with the Wild. Um, that doesn't mean, though, in DFS, I don't think that Vegas 2 isn't, like, one of the best values. Um, they, yeah. I think they already hit on Wednesday. But it's it's one of those things where I think there's room for both these teams to produce offensively. So uh, what are your thoughts here? Maybe the over-under or anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I kind of like the under a little bit, but I'm not super strong on it because – I really think that Patches is going to get back to form. Um, I'm kind of waiting for that breakout game from him. I'm I'm hopeful that it'll be on the first power play, but they do kind of roll two units. And I think either way, you should be a focal point shooting wise on either side. Um, so I'm really liking him to get back to his shot prop any, any day here. He's, you know, was kind of up at the three and a half range for a while and kind of hitting pretty consistently, you know, takes, you know, we missed him for a, like, you know, not, not too much time. And now he's kind of back and not hitting it. So I'm hoping that we can get some really good odds on that. Um, 
because I think he'll get back to form. I'm hoping maybe even we get him at like a three on FanDuel or something. And, you know, just kind of, you know, I think he more than likely hits three. And then we're just kind of hoping for the for the fourth one to get us over. Um, but I like him a lot. I think that it's not a, you know, him and Stone are as cheap as they may have been in quite some time. I'm really hopeful that they get some power play correlation that we're not expecting. Um, I think they're going to be super under on DFS, which is, probably fair because like i said the under might be the, the value here but you know those that that line is talented enough to get three goals and win a slate without any doubt um so i'm pretty high on I'm the potrati shot prop for sure yeah you know just without that top power play job i don't know how much i want to be investing in say like the second unit um worth noting on that second unit alex petrangelo came off of ltir wednesday did play um, would expect to see him Thursday as well. And, you know, you're looking for a sneaky correlation. Patches yeah, and right. Petrangelo, that could work. So um, th- that's sort of my one thought on the Vegas side, if I'm not just going Vegas to taking the obvious value in DFS um, and running with it. But, I, you know, that that's that that's neither here nor there, I think. So um, my lean is definitely Minnesota. So let's recap this with a few of our favorite bets. Um, as DJ has alluded to, we unfortunately just aren't getting the, the, the player props. Like we're recording this late the night before, uh, and we normally have them well in time, but I guess with MLB and everything else, uh, so we're flying a little bit off the cuff, but uh, at this point in the season, at this point in the season, we know what we're getting for most of these, you know, generally speaking. So I think we can speak it's to by now we have it. By of now, course, yeah. I mean, like sometimes so, we've started a little bit late and they come out during the show. Yeah, my God, still nothing. So, um, yeah, I'll let you start if you're ready. All right, yeah, you know, it's been the first one for basically every show, but we like money more than we like creativity. So Andrei Svechnikov over two and a half shots um, still remains the shot taker on their top power play. Uh, One of the best rate shooters in the entire NHL in a fantastic matchup. Uh, And he gets Vinny Trocek back as his center. So, you know, I think all things point up for Andrei Svechnikov. I think that that is a very unique bet that I haven't heard yet, but I'm, I'm in on it, Matt. Thanks you for digging deep and finding that for us. Um, really went out on a limb. Uh, I think that, you know, my favorite easy kind of money bet might end up actually being um, the Boston side here at minus 130, if you can get it around there, because I really like them to win this game. And that is, you know, what I, I think at first I, didn't, I wasn't as high on it. Then we went through the whole slate and I realized just how good that actually is for one of the best teams in the league. Um, I know they've been a little bit poor lately, but I think with, you know, think everyone coming back, they're going to be back to form and you're going to kind of be kicking yourself for not taking this line while you had it at home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that seems pretty strong to me. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, another one, you know, I, I don't know if I want to go all in on Ottawa, but let's take the Ottawa puck and have some fun here. Um, just because I don't know that Montreal will score a ton of goals. I, I, I just, I don't see them as that sort of team. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, and I certainly will have some shares of it in DFS because they don't need a ton to pay off their salaries there. Um, but just as far as value is concerned, um, you know, Ottawa's well-rested and all that. So well, let's get some crazy odds here. Uh, let's see. Puck line minus 148. It, it's, you know, obviously yeah. going to be, but it's plus one and a half. So, you know, you're, you're getting the OT loss. You're getting a one goal loss. You're getting a tight game too. So uh, I think the sense can keep this one close. 
Yeah. If I, if I was taking a puck line, I would just say Carolina minus one and a half at plus one fifty five. That's going to be going to be hard to fit in my parlay next to Svechnikov, you know. So <laughs> that that won't quite work for you. No, I I, I mean that one. Or if you're taking a player prop, I think the Rubey hints to score in like a like a two or three. Maybe if you just do that, like Rubey hints to score first, just on its own too. Just oh yeah, have some yeah, crazy fun with that. Like that that might be the way to do it. Honestly, that is a good one. Uh, what what are the odds on that? Uh, Ruby has to score first. Yep. Plus 1,400. 14 to 1. Nice. Yeah. 14 uh, to 1. Yeah, you know, if we, we can be, be Chris Meany, too. I see him always like, oh, look at this. He said the bet 19 to 1, the guy hit. And, you know, sometimes when, when you're good, you're good. So uh, we'll try and take some of that magic and bring it into this show. I do like the value there, though, in Ruby Hans. So, um, yeah, let's talk for a quick second. You know, it's gone on a while, but let's talk about – uh, DFS, um, starting with some goalies, you know, to me, this feels like a slate where I'm taking some value in that. Like, uh, you know, if you're siding with Ottawa, their guys are really underpriced. Montreal's a team with really low shot danger in general. And even if they lose, they could still get the bonus. And that's really all I want in a goalie. Like, um, so I'm okay with Ottawa, but also Minnesota 7.3 for their goalies on DraftKings. Like, and even Linus Olmark, if he's 7K starting on a back-to-back, we know he's solid enough, and we saw him put up a big game on Wednesday. So there's just, I mean, a number of options, I think, that just makes sense right off the bat. But any other thoughts in that um, or just want to get the top stacks? I mean, I think that most of my lineups are going to end up having Saros if he starts. Um, I think I think there's really that big of a difference between him, between him and Rene that if Rene's in, I will just – pretty much exclude that to Soros. I think he's a sure. legitimately great goalie and he's red hot right now. So if he's in at 7,500, I'm in on that. I think Olmark is the best cheap one just because he is actually very good. Um, I think if he's in that tech game is probably more like five goal game and you know, the Sabres, if they somehow go back to back wins, which I don't think they're actually, I think they're allergic to that. So maybe you shouldn't do it, but um, that would be fun. And then upper priced, I, I think Vasilevsky's obviously the play, but there might not be enough shot volume to make it worth it. So um, Tampa has given up a couple, you know, back-to-back games against uh, with Vasilevsky and net, there was over like 40 shots against them and two losses. So this could be a big bounce back for him. If you want to go all the way up. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't hate that either. I, I, I'm not a guy who does that, but it makes sense. No, I know. You know, like the value is there. It's not there's, like there's so much value much on this slate. So, yeah. um, all right. As far as a couple top DFS stacks. And again, if you want to hear us talk about this DFS slate in depth, uh, head on over to the Morningscape podcast. We would love your listen, your interaction uh, with that as well, but um, just a couple of stacks to get you started on your DFS days. Um, I will lead one off uh, the Rangers second line, Ryan Strom, Artemi Panarin, Capo Caco. Um, you know, Panarin's been awesome. Strom has been surprisingly shooting. Both those guys team up on the top power play, which is pretty, pretty good. Um, and then Caco is just far too cheap. You know, he scored last game. Uh, he's just been involved with that line and he's really cheap for a really good matchup. So DJ, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I I could go either way with uh, line one or line two here, but I'll go line two as well. Trocek, Sveshnikov, Hamilton. I'm hopeful that Trocek finds his way back onto the first power play unit. Um, you know, they had a loss. I don't think that the power play did not score for them, correct? Yeah, I'm almost positive yeah. on that. So um, I think they change it back up, get their, you know, their elite rate shooter, Trocek, 
back on the first unit. And that's those three all have, you know, shot on goal upside as far as like hitting the bonus. Um, is it going to happen? Probably not all three of them in a vacuum, but it, you know, two of them hit the shot bonus and you get, you know, a couple goals that could be like the stack that wins the whole slate for sure. Yeah. Are you playing a D man with that or? Oh, Hamilton. Yes. Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. Okay. Okay, sorry, sorry. I might have missed it. Um, yeah, if you if you so, want to take a, a cheap D man, I think it's Brady Shea. By the way, like yeah. he's not correlated on the power play, but there's enough run with him and enough sample size for me to think that he's a decent enough rate shooter. Um, that that could work mm-hmm. out. Yeah, so I will take. Um, even though the over under is five in Dallas Nashville, it feels again. I feel like I like the over there, so I'll take a stack from that game. Um, yeah, you know, you, you could talk me into Tolvanen and Yossi, um, but I'm going to go with Dallas. You know, you talked about Miro Heiskanen having some really good shot numbers lately. You grab him, you grab Rupe Hintz, you grab Jason Robertson. Like, yeah, those guys are priced up, you know, to, to commemorate their awesome performance as of late. But frankly, if you look at that and think this is the new normal for those guys, they are mispriced still. Like, they have been that good. Um, and frankly, I, we might see lower ownership because Vegas just – does not like this game as far as pace goes. And I don't think I agree with that. So uh, give me, give me that Dallas stack to get things going. Yeah. I think my last one, I know you might not quite be as high on this, but I'm still in on it. Suzuki Anderson and yeah. Weber. I, th- I think Weber is right. maybe one of the biggest misprices on DFS in the entire slate. Um, him and Heiskanen are the staples of my lineups. Like that's going to be how I build a lot of things um, just around those two defenders in general. So I don't know if like, there might be a couple lineups where I don't include them, but you know, if I make five to 10 lineups, I'm going to have them in more than half. No, I, I, I absolutely like Montreal because they offer a lot of value on yeah. DFS. Um, so I think that's definitely a good stack. So uh, that will do it for us. Uh, be sure to, you know, follow the Mayo media network on Twitter, uh, follow us on Twitter. You know, it's on the screen here. And lastly, make sure you head on over to prizefix.com. Uh, use promo code MMN when you sign up. Uh, it is MLB opening day. So, you know, get, get some cross board entries in, you know, use some of our talking about NHL, uh, get some of your favorite, say your favorite pitchers, all the good pitchers are going on Thursday. And, and also, um, I mentioned this on Tuesday as well, but check out the Pat Mayo uh, podcast with the FTN guys uh, talking about the MLB season, talking about the optimizer that FTN uh, provides at ftndaily.com. I, I think you'll learn something even if you use different optimizers and maybe it'll convince you, you know, to, to use the FTN optimizer, which sounds really, really cool. Uh, and really excited to use it for this season. Uh, when you sign up for FTN daily, use promo code Mayo and that'll give you a discount. So uh, DJ, anything that I missed here before we head into our Thursdays? Uh, no, no, I think, I think you, we pretty much covered everything. Um, thank you for listening again. Um, follow me at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Follow Matt at fake moods. Follow Mayo Media Network. Um, and, There's a cat. You know, there is a cat behind Matt. It's good luck, cat, Matt, rhymes. That's all I got. That, that's going to do. Hopefully there was no issues with my, my uh, video. I hope that didn't come through. So apologies if it did. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, good luck on Thursday, everybody. See ya. Mm-hmm.